on Acast and wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rebalance with Kamal Santamaria. Kia ora everyone, welcome back to Rebalance. I'm Kamal Santamaria and thank you for downloading this edition of the podcast, which once again is an audio version of our latest vidcast, uh, which is called Two Wrongs Don't Make a Right. Um, I will admit from the outset there are visual elements which uh, obviously won't translate into a podcast, so please, after you've listened to this, do go to either our YouTube page uh, at the Balance Feed, or head to the balance.website and have a watch of the actual video version there because there are some some really interesting visuals which I hope will give you some more perspective on what is happening in Israel and Gaza at the moment. We're really exploring the ideas this week of collective punishment, justification, proportionality, all these sorts of issues which keep coming up um, and which sometimes overshadow the fact that this is about people. This is about people uh, and people dying and people suffering on both sides. Um, I won't say much more because it's all in the podcast anyway. Um, And as I say, do visit the YouTube uh, channel as well uh, for the full audio visual experience. Here we go. Two wrongs don't make a right. The Balance. Journalism without agenda. Hi there, folks. It is Saturday afternoon here in Auckland, New Zealand, early hours of Saturday morning in uh, Israel and Gaza right now. Uh, And a good opportunity, I think, for another vidcast to talk about uh, some of the latest developments which have happened overnight, but some of the bigger issues as well, which, look, there are so many big issues here. And honestly, I've been struggling to to come up with a a sort of coherent and and balanced way of, of talking about them because... Everything provokes such strong emotions and reactions from both sides. Um, but it's actually the the words uh, of two uh, United Nations players, one former, one present, uh, who've sort of crystallized it for me right at the moment. So I'll, I'll come to that later. But let's deal with what's happening right now, and that is the fact that Israel has begun its ground invasion of Gaza. Uh, not a full ground invasion. It is being described as a rolling start. Uh, in fact, really, it was it was the night before that we saw tanks starting to breach the border fence uh, and then leave again. So now we get into this situation of a ground invasion, and this is where it gets really messy, as if it wasn't already obviously terribly, terribly messy and, and awful for all sides already. But ground fighting is so much different to firing missiles. Let's just put it that way. Let's be really blunt about it. And and Israel has already said it believes this will be a long and protracted uh, ground battle because of the underground tunnels network, which Hamas uh, has beneath Gaza. It wants to try to destroy that, essentially. Um, but then what happens is that anything in its way gets destroyed as well. And uh, again, we'll talk more about that later, the idea of the um, uh, collective punishment on Gaza as opposed to an Israel versus Hamas war. 
The other development was a vote at the United Nations General Assembly, uh, a resolution which called for, let me check the exact wording, an immediate, lasting and sustainable humanitarian ceasefire. Uh, this is how the vote went. 120 countries in favour, 14 against, notably, of course, uh, the United States and Israel, and 45 abstentions. Before you get too excited about this, the thing to remember with UN General Assembly resolutions, as opposed to Security Council, is that they are non-binding. They are symbolic. That's the only way I can put it. Yes, it obviously shows that there are a lot of countries uh, that want to see a ceasefire in Gaza right now, but there's no teeth to this whatsoever. Nothing can be enforced, um, and that's the sad reality of the United Nations. In fact, if you go back um, on the YouTube channel, go back to a, a previous edition of, of Not the Six O'Clock News I did, um, which was actually about uh, Ukraine at the Security Council, Zelensky speaking at the Security Council and just explaining the fact that even the Security Council, which is where the binding resolutions happen, even that can be completely toothless because of vetoes there. It is such a shame that the United Nations can't do more, essentially. It is, and I think it knows as well, that it is quite helpless in so many of these situations and can do little other than just condemning. But as I said, it was actually the words of a former UN leader, former head of the UN Development Programme, Helen Clark, who was also former Prime Minister of New Zealand. Um, it was her words which really crystallised this idea for me. Um, here's the tweet which accompanied her uh, opinion piece in the New Zealand media. She said, two wrongs don't make a right. Terrorist attack on Israel must be condemned. It does not, however, justify the collective punishment of two million plus people in Gaza. And it, for me, at least, that just hits the nail on the head. Two wrongs don't make a right. It's that really, really simple uh, phrase uh, which we've heard for years. What happened to Israel, the Hamas attack, was horrific and awful and unprecedented and cannot be justified. But similarly, collective punishment on two million people who you've locked up in the Gaza Strip, that can't be justified either. Look at this. Um, Washington Post it came from, I'll bring this one up, showing what happened when Israel cut the power and the internet to Gaza. Now, that is two million people being punished in the night time. No electricity, no communications whilst a ground invasion happens uh, and missiles probably keep flying in as well. You are punishing everyone in Gaza whilst saying that it is Hamas you're going after and then using the idea that, well, actually, the Gazans are victims of Hamas as well. It All these things together don't work. And as Helen Clark there said, really simply, two wrongs don't make a right. And then you get the current uh, Secretary General of the United Nations, Antonio Guterres, who I think was trying to really sort of say the same thing and put it into uh, similar words. Just have a little look at this. It is important to also recognise the attacks by Hamas did not happen in a vacuum. The Palestinian people have been subjected to 56 years of suffocating occupation. In the beginning of my intervention yesterday, I clearly stated, and I quote, 
I have condemned unequivocally the horrifying and unprecedented 7 October acts of terror by Hamas in Israel. Nothing can justify the deliberate killing, injuring and kidnapping of civilians or the launching of rockets against civilian targets. End quote. So Antonio Guterres really trying to clear up what he said there. Again, very similar to what Helen Clark said. In other words, what happened uh, and what Hamas did is is terrible, but in his words, it didn't happen in a vacuum. He has taken the historical look. He's gone for context, balance, um, and he was actually uh, the uh, Israeli uh, UN ambassador called for him to resign because of that. Um, what he was trying to say, and I think he was pretty clear about it, is that all these years of occupation and Israeli settlers and sieges and being locked up and not having a homeland, it puts what happened in a context. It says there was no justification for the attack, but there was, I'm not going to say there was reason, but he offered an explanation. He offered the context. Context is the word I keep coming back to. And I think that was fairly obvious. Um, but as you see, he had to come out a day later and and explain himself. And he said he was you know, horrified that his, his comments had been taken out of context. Um, look, I, I, as I say, I think it's pretty simple what he was trying to say there. But it just shows, again, emotions are so high and, and beliefs are so entrenched on both sides that it is very difficult for someone in a position like Secretary General of the United Nations to say something and for it to be universally accepted or at least understood. One other thing I wanted to show you, I actually forgot this earlier when I was talking about collective punishment. Um, uh, let me bring up this video, or it's actually a series of, of, of satellite still images um, of Gaza. These are provided by Maxar Technologies, who have these uh, satellite images. And again, if we're going to talk about the punishment on the people of, of Gaza and the proportionality of the destruction they're seeing, well, I think these images tell it. Look at all these houses which have just been destroyed. Are all the people inside those houses members of Hamas? Probably not. In fact, I'll go out on a limb. I'll say no. They're not. They're civilians. There are children. There are there are people who have no affiliation, or perhaps even don't even like Hamas. But this is what's happening to them and to their uh, properties, to their to their lives. Is that justified? And just before I wrap up this uh, vidcast, I did want to mention um, the uh, Al Jazeera journalist Wael Dathu, uh, whose wife and two children and grandson were all killed in an Israeli airstrike on Gaza. Um, it, it's it's hard to find the words for that sort of thing. Um, you you sort of ask people to well put yourself in in his shoes. I think it's almost impossible. Um, and Wiles' story and the story of his family gets told because he is prominent, because he is a journalist, um, and it should be told, but it is also representative of 
thousands more families and people on both sides of this conflict who have lost family members. I shouldn't say lost. It's 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 a it's a you know it's a euphemism. Who were killed? Family who were killed uh, on both sides of this conflict and who don't have their stories told so much. Um, it's just something to remember. You know, you look at social media, you see the the outrage and and the outrage over so many other things, whether Hamas are being called terrorists, um, about protests, about anti-Semitism, about pro-Palestinian. They're all valid points, um, and they provoke so much feeling. When in the end, this is about people. This is about people who are dying, um, and we don't know when it will stop. And not really much more I can say on that. So I will stop uh, there for this vidcast. Any thoughts, any suggestions, any comments, pop them in the comments below on YouTube, reply on social media, head to the balance.website, and you can leave me a message there. Thanks for watching, and we'll talk to you again soon. Rebalance is a production of the balance.website and is brought to you by Acast. For more, visit shows.acast.com slash rebalance.